Welcome to Get Big Out Loud Radio, where we explore living the complex, funny, and beautiful ride of life with me, Carrie Knutson, and Dr. Pat on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Are your thoughts keeping you small? Are you ready to get big? I will offer you ideas to transform what you are thinking into conscious action. Explore what is keeping you small and how to shift your behaviors in order to get big. Learn what is possible for you. Get ready to get big and live life out loud starting now. Yeah, we're starting right now, everybody. Carrie Knutson joining me here today. This is her show. Actually, I'm joining her. (laughs) Dr. Patton, I'm joining her because we're going to get big out loud. And what does this mean to live the complex, funny, and beautiful ride of life? I want to stop for a minute, if we could, before we talk about the struggle is real. I want to mention that this episode is called The Struggle is Real. But I would like you to please give us some background about your life's journey and what you do to help people go through this, because you don't pick an episode title like this if you're not working with people where the struggle has been real. So tell us about, look, this has been your journey. This has been your life. But sometimes we get sparked by something where we feel we have to do a bit more. Tell us about how you got to this point. Sure. Thanks, Dr. Pat. And thanks everyone for joining us. Um, the, my, my path to be able to talk about this is that I'm a therapist by training. And a lot of what I do in my career is help people with the struggle in whatever the way that looks like for them. And um, a few years ago, I started talking about things. I call it taking psychology off the couch and bringing it to people. And I started doing public speaking around it, all kinds of struggles, all kinds of ways our thinking holds us back. And part of really what my mission is to do through my business and speaking and doing this radio show is to talk about real life struggles and how we can use psychology and the ideas behind it to really improve our lives. Because the reason I call this the struggle is real is because I've seen throughout my, my time as a therapist and as my time as a human, you know, the struggles that we all face and how important it is to be able to discuss them openly and honestly and um, really more than just like, well, you'll get better sooner. Don't worry about it. Or um, <laughs> look on the bright side or where's your silver lining? Um, those are really, it's kind of like saying there's no I in team and expecting that to make your team better. <laughs> like some little pithy statement um, that doesn't actually work. So my whole goal is to let's talk about real things. Let's talk about complex things, about hard things. And also knowing that there's um, one thing I always laugh about was when people said, there's three easy ways to do something. Here's the Carrie Knutson three ways. And I said, I never have a Carrie Knutson three ways because it, it doesn't work that way. It, life is really complicated and complex and we need different ways of thinking about problems and, and how we show up is different. Everyone's different. So I like to get into the meat of things. I like complex things and um, I really like the opportunity to talk about them. So that's how I got here. And I, that's what I like to say is, and that's what, you know, that's what's so important about the show today is that in all the work you do and looking at emotional intelligence and really taking a look and how to take psychology off the couch, because sometimes we really need to, you know, we're living in a world right now where people want practical street smart solutions for things, you know, and they have so many multiple things going on. So today's episode, the struggle is real. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Okay. Mm -hmm. How real is it? (laughs) 
Yeah, real. Well, the reason I picked that, how real is it? That's perfect. Is because I feel right now it's been over a year of the pandemic. I think a lot of us have tried our best and have worked through a lot, but it's hard because it's we're over it, right? But it is not over us, right? We are still forging on, and the complications in life, in work, with our families, and relationships, and opportunities, there just hasn't been like an end in sight. It might be getting better, but we're not there yet. And it's, I think everyone's talking about the new normal or the next normal. And I think it's just the next moment because it's so hard. And I feel like the struggle is real is because a lot of us are grappling with like, I'm overwhelmed. I'm tired. I have a lot of grief around this. And then there's a lot of collective grief too. And then it's, it's almost like you can hold on for a little bit, but absolutely the more it goes and the and patience and pivoting and stepping up that we're supposed to do. We, we're tired and we're struggling in a lot of ways, personally and globally. And I think that's why it's important to talk about it because you don't have to be, you know, I see a lot of people comparing, oh, I might be struggling like this, but at least I'm not this. And we diminish our, our struggles and that does nothing <laughs> to help Mm -hmm. the greater struggle. So I wanted to be able to talk about that today, but the disparity of our struggles to recognize our human struggles and also to not discount um, our our personal when comparing. The idea of comparison is the thief of joy, but it's also the thief of being able to process what's really true for you. You know, one of the things I'm really struck by- So that's why I look at is the struggle is real because I think we're in it. Yeah. Yeah. Here, here's the thing. Look, we're going to talk about the collective trauma and the individual trauma. And that's like super important to talk about. And one of the things I was struck by, you know, everybody knows I was born on the East Coast. So I still get connected to East Coast and East Coast news. And this morning, um, I, I, w- I was made aware of a doctor out of Philly, out of the Philadelphia area, because of course, I live closer to Philly than I did to New York. And uh, they named a street after her, Dr. Alla Stanford. She is a pediatric doctor, but she flipped her business around to go to vaccinating uh, people, brown and black people. And she lives in a community where the national average is 8% for folks getting vaccinated. And she flipped it around. And in her particular clinic, she is at 70%. So I think to myself in today's topic, the struggle is real. And I think about what it takes for each of us to emerge and to say, I have something I can do to help the collective and the individual. And I'm really struck by this topic because even when we're down and out individually, boy, we have such resilience that we can rise up and so many people are rising up to help others. What do you think of that? Yes, I think that this is comes with the idea of um, dualistic thinking. Sometimes people get in the trap of like, one thing is only can be true. So if I'm struggling, I can't be resilient, right? (laughs) And I think like, if everything's bad, then it's just all awful, right? Like, so the dualistic thinking is yes, no, right, wrong, good, bad. And in the case of the struggle, sometimes we get so involved in our own struggle, it is hard to remember, one, that we are resilient, two, that we have things to offer, or we can be stuck and sad and, and overwhelmed and in the struggle. And there is still 
things out there that we can contribute to, right? Or things that can we can connect with. So two things can be true at once. And what I see is the hard time of people being resilient is when we get in that stuck place, the two things we do is we either stay so stuck that we just are overwhelmed with it, or we deny that we're like, we, we're like, well, I'm kind of sad, but blah, 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 or other people have it worse, or I'm doing okay. And we don't, we don't acknowledge truly, we kind of gloss over or we're just in denial, right? Because we, that keeps us somehow safe. Because sometimes it's hard to be, I'm really mad that this thing didn't happen. I'm so disappointed that I didn't get to do this. I feel overwhelmed that this thing happened the way it did because of this. If we could express our feelings and do the dualistic, get out of dualistic thinking, that's what helps resilient. So like you said, Dr. Pat, like we can do two things at once. We can be in a crisis and we can see opportunity, but the, the leap of the struggle is then to take action, right? To do that. And so that's what I see is, is what keeps us from being resilient sometimes is either don't acknowledge that the struggle is real and you're in denial or you're so deep under it, you just can't, you can't get out. Boy, we have an expression for that back east, you know, being so deep under it. Um, and, you know, one of the things, too, that I want to talk with you about is the experience of last year and what it has created for people. Can you talk to that? Because I think of last year, it's actually been longer than last year. I mean, I keep saying last year, but I think it's been longer than that. And I want to think about, you know, these experiences and how did they play out, right? How do you see that people have moved through this past year as individuals, but also at the global or national level, because there's no real, how should I say it? Usually there's a pretty big gap, but things are so blurred, aren't they? Yeah, I think there's definitely two, if you think two roads that we're traveling, one is a global, national, but even global because of the pandemic, like that we've had this collective trauma around how our lives have changed that people all over the world can relate to, right? The fear of de dying, right? The idea of being in lockdown, the, the idea of changing our jobs, our schools, how we commute, how we work, <laughs> um, access the things that we had, the things we have access to, like toilet paper, you know, simple things we take for granted. I think we also, even though we're on a, you know, concurrent kind of roads, we also have to acknowledge though, depending on your race, nationality, socioeconomic status, gender, sexual identity, zip code, like any of those things that make you the other, you, you're probably having a different experience. Even though we're having this global experience in the pandemic, we have to recognize that it is not singular, right? And there's people who have different resources than others during this time, and that creates different fears for other people during this time. But there's no doubt that we have all experienced some kind of trauma related to the pandemic on a global level. And then it's been since March, and now it's April. So it's been a year and like a month, right? And then on, if you put the concurrent, like the other kind of road we're on individually, how has my job changed and my life and my family's needs and the things I'm scared of and my ability to connect to my family, my opportunities, right? The things I've lost and the things that would happen that are not during even a pandemic, like friends that get people, family members that get sick that have nothing to do with COVID, the loss of a pet or something or financial worries that are, ex that are then exaggerated because of the COVID time, right? And even small things that you feel like I missed 
celebrating this person's big event. I yes. miss time in my book club. I miss time being with other people, right? Those little things that we kind of discount. So again, we're on our individual roads and then there's like the global road and but the collective trauma is real. And yeah. so is individual trauma. And I think we have to recognize that and not compare it to others. So not comparing is one thing and also recognizing my road is different than yours based on a lot of things that are just how I show up in the world and my experience. And so that idea of we have to recognize that we've been impacted, but hold the space. Like maybe your life looks totally different than mine, but we've both been through the pandemic, right? Maybe you have different resources than I do. I met some person recently. I got to tell you this. that said, I'm living my best pandemic life. Like, honestly, my job, I was always working from home. I always had a flexible schedule. I didn't really feel that I don't have kids. And, um, I've been doing some extra things around my house that make me feel good. But now I feel guilty for sharing that. I feel guilty saying that I'm doing okay. Right. And then even other people said, this has been the worst year of my life. Right. I've lost my job. I've had financial difficulties. I've had sickness. And and then the the person's like, then I, but I at least, at least I'm doing okay compared to someone who died. Right. So even them comparing themselves. Right. So it's, it's a lot, but I do think we have to hold some space for, again, two things to be true. I can have my own experience. Other people can have theirs, but we've all been affected. Yeah. And when we come back from break, I want to talk about some of the nuances. I want to talk about some of the nuances we don't talk about because we think they're so trivial that we don't bring them up. You know, we just don't talk about it. We're almost embarrassed to complain about the fact that we cannot go get our hair done or our nails done. So we complain about that. But if you are a 24-7 homekeeper, man or woman, and there are these small things that have given you relief from your life, albeit small, and you're not able to do them, what is the accumulated impact? And for those of you out there, maybe it's not that. Maybe it's something else that is so absolutely gut-wrenching, not being able to hold your grandma losing someone like a couple of my friends have lost people. What is it about this that we look at now? Do we see a light at the end of the tunnel? And how do we feel about people that think differently than we do about whatever is being provided to us? All of this and much more, and it has to do with how we respond, emotional intelligence, and how to build our own personal blueprint for resilience with Carrie Knutson when we come back. We'll be right back. Sometimes being human has its challenges. Our physical health falters, our spirits sag, our dreams don't immediately come to fruition. Welcome to the power of Maximum Medicine Radio. Join me, Doc Martin, in conversations that will blow your mind about healing. In our hit show, Doc Martin addresses the scientific with bridging to the mystical approaches to give you a new narrative about maximum medicine. In this live call-in show, we will journey into the extraordinary genius of the human body and talk about other beliefs that impact being your multidimensional self. We seek the seen and the unseen and explore the earthbound and the otherworldly all with the purpose of calling forth the Maximum You. To learn more about Doc Martin and Maximum Medicine, visit www.SharonMartinMD.com. 
enjoying the new earth on the Cornelia Stephanie show. Tune in each month as Cornelia takes listeners on an odyssey of higher consciousness to inspire, educate, and empower. Cornelia Stephanie is a spiritual teacher, passionate speaker, published author, and founder of the Empower Network. Cornelia guides people on the path of self-healing, peace, and liberation. For more information, go to CorneliaStephanie.com. Are you ready to invest in your best self? Join Sabrina Wright as she shares tools for creating joy and balance in your life every single day. Sabrina is here to help you become your greatest advocate and empower you to make decisions that will help you live your best life. The Live the Good Life Show, connecting your physical and spiritual self every second Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Find Sabrina at the right, W-R-I-G-H-T, balance.com. Are you ready to get big and live your life out loud? Tune in to Get Big Out Loud Radio, exploring life through the lens of curiosity and compassion. With me, Carrie Knudsen, joining Dr. Pat live every second Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. I will offer ideas to transform what you are thinking into conscious action. If you want to get big and live your life out loud, visit me at KnudsenSpeaks.com. Are you ready to find out who you really are? Are you ready to have fun and listen to the soul part of yourself? Indulge in a deeper meaning with Laura Goldstein, host of Coffee with the Universe. This show will awaken that true self hidden deep within you and will get you energized on who you were created to be. So go ahead, grab your cup of joe and experience Coffee with the Universe with Laura Goldstein on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Hey, everybody, welcome back. Get Big Out Loud with Carrie. Carrie Knutson joining me here today. Before we continue our conversation about the struggle is real and how it's playing out both humorously and not so funny, um, tell us, how do people find out more about you? Let's, let's make sure folks know the work you do, how you do it, and how you're helping people really build resilience through this. Sure. So uh, my company is called Knutson Speaks. And through that company, I do a lot of speaking now virtually and, and just started in person again too. But um, the whole idea is speaking about things that really matter to people and taking psychology off the couch and bringing it to people, mostly through the ideas around emotional intelligence, right? How it works, what it is and how we can use it. And then offering coaching as well to people who want to then expand their ideas for like how they can use it for themselves. Um, and then I also work with people on who want to improve their public speaking because that's what I do. <laughs> A lot of the time. So through my company, I'm trying to help elevate people's voices, um, elevate ideas that matter. And that's what I do through Knutson Speaks. And, you know, that's, this is one topic of many that you take on. And, you know, mm-hmm. you, you know, one of the things you have is you have both, you know, multiple sides of an issue. You know, you bring to us the heart heartache, you know, the gut-wrenching aspects. But then there's also, also the stories you share that people share with you about a silver lining. And so folks have often asked me recently, hey, um, we've heard you talk about certain things that are happening through this that perhaps Pat wouldn't have happened through this. And I said, yeah, it's really interesting. I don't think we would have stopped long enough to do some of the expansive things we're doing. And yet at the same time, as a business owner, you have to make sure that you supply the proper funds. And I was joking with somebody today because I, I applied for 
whatever those loans are, PPP and, and a disaster loan. And I'm trying to get forgiveness on my disaster loan from the Small Business Administration. And it disappeared from my bank account. And I'm like, where did that go? I mean, did it get bundled with this other thing that's going on? Because it always appeared on my bank account. And now it's gone. And I'm thinking, could that really be? <laughs> could it really be? And I thought to myself, just sit there, Pat, and don't say anything. See, that's the dark side of this, right? That this is the flight or right fight or flight. This is the the subconscious flight part that says, "Geez, Pat, maybe if you don't look into it, it will clearly disappear." Now, I got to give the Small Business Association much more credit from than, than that. I do not think it disappeared. I'm not sure where it went. But as a business owner, I better, I better find out. But ask me if I really want to check into it. Right. <laughs> it's like the small, maybe it really happened and I maybe something good happened. Is that the idea of like, maybe something good happened to me right now? Maybe something actually good came out of this. That That's it. I mean, but here we are. And have you laughed at some of this? I mean, I, I watch some of the things that seem to pop up that are hilarious. Then I also watch some things that pop up that are people are really saying, I can help other people. And they're li literally sharing their lives on social media to do that. And I know a lot of times we really get on social media and we focus on, you know, a lot of things that are politically important but they focus on really the dark side of things, but there's a lighter side. Do you have any lighter side moments? Oh yeah. And I think like what you're saying to look for those moments, especially in the middle of the struggle and to allow yourself to find humor and, and to see things that are funny. Like sometimes there's something called some good news that's on an Instagram or maybe other things, but that's how I watch it. Like just full of good news that, that lights you up. And like, for me, um, you know, the Bernie Sanders memes that are going around still from the inauguration, like make me laugh. Hilariously. I ordered a sticker just because of that, because it just makes me laugh to see it. And I was like, I just want to laugh at something. Right. And then there's something like recently too, I saw this thing called the target dress challenge where these yes. target produced a dress that looks like it's from little house on the prairie. People are buying it and then taking pictures of themselves posing with chickens. And like, they're like, I guess if we have to go through a pandemic. We might as well look like we lost the farm too. But I found myself like laughing out loud, like, and then feeling strange for, for laughing or like, is it okay that I found something funny when the world's like burning down? Like it's, it's, but it's also, I think important to what, what, where's the humor um, Charlie Chaplin said something like looked at in its short-term life as a tragedy, but in the long-term it's a comedy. And I often try to think, can we find the humor as part of dealing with the struggle? Like, are there things that you're doing that are funny or that you can go to? to like, I, the reason I got that stupid sticker, because it makes me laugh when I see Bernie Sanders in that pose with his mask, with his mittens. Like, it's just an easy win. <laughs> you know what I mean? For me. And then when you see too, when you, I always say there's another a phrase, like you look for what you see, um, or you, is that you see what you look for? I think it's, you see what you look for. I think I messed that up, but oftentimes, you know, when you see, when you think, what am I, what's good in the world? Right. right. And sometimes our lens is so like looking for the negative and the bad um, that sometimes we miss the good things. And something I've been just doing for myself is trying to notice 
the good in the world. Like notice the little things, like even the winds of like my car broke down um, the other day and this guy came out to fix it and it wasn't the battery. And, and he was like, it's not the battery it might be the starter. And like he banged on the starter. He's like, and, but it didn't quite catch. He goes, maybe it's the fuel tank. And then he's like, I want to figure this out for you. And, and he's like this triple a guy who probably gets paid whether he fixed my car or not. But he was like, no, we're not going to get it towed. We're going to figure it out. And I just love that moment of his like enthusiasm and getting all about my car. And I just had to give, I was like, you know, you just made my day. And he goes, well, your car's still broke down. I'm like, but you just, you tried. And then actually whatever he did, it worked. And I got to the lot to get it fixed. But I thought that moment of his, if his funness and like, let's try this out, like made me have fun in a moment when my car is broken down. You know what I mean? Like how other people can influence us. And if we look for it, then we might see it. That if whole we idea. just give it a moment of, of light, it's like, you know, it's funny because here in Washington state, our governor had been coming on quite a bit in different phases. And, you know, they did a brilliant plan. I think this is my personal opinion of how early on, of course, we were the first site here in Washington state. And early on, they laid out a phased in plan and a phased out plan, but he referred <laughs> Please don't email me on this, guys, but because I had never heard this before. He he talked about us as Washington, Washington Benny help me, Washingtonians, Washington. How did he say it? And he talked to us as Washingtonians or something like that, like Washington State, right? So we're these Tonian types. So then I started a conversation with, well, wait a minute, what do you call Jersey people? Can we give Jersey people a name? Because our governor just clearly inclusively had that meme, had that phrase. And then I find out, of course, we call ourselves that here. And then I started to think, well, what do we call the people in Alaska? What do they call themselves? How about the people in New York? Are they Yorkies? How about the Jersey people? Are they Jerseyites? And then I went over to Pennsylvania's because then I said, can Pennsylvanians be Pennsylvanian-tonians? And it was just this moment. <laughs> Now, the governor doesn't know that I did this and I because I live I've been living here since 92 and it's the first time I heard that reference. Maybe Benny can say it better than I can, but it was the first time and the first time he said it, I kind of chuckled a little bit. <laughs> and then after he said it over and over again, it raised a sense of pride. Mm -hmm. You know, it raised a sense of pride. But then when I talk to other people that don't live here, they're like, well, what are we in California? You know, what are we? Are we this? So every state doesn't have that phrase. Mm -hmm. And it was just a moment. He was very serious. But it was a moment of phrasing where if you had not heard that phrase before, and this was a year ago, if you had not heard that phrase before, you kind of stopped for a minute. Mm -hmm. But then after a while, it grew on you. But there was a funny side to it. You know, what do you call the people in Ohio? How about New Mexico? What do they call themselves? And so here's one little incident by Governor Jay Hensley of Washington State, boldly talking about this, a phrase I had not heard in the public before, that turned out to be a conversation where the people I know in different states tried to come up with their own state name. When we come back, we're going to talk about what have we learned you know, what has now, what a part of the cream has come right to the top 
What have we learned about gender identity, about religious affiliations? What have we learned about our political ideology? What have we learned from all of this? What have we learned about humanity and kindness and love? What have we learned about paying it forward that we may not have learned without this? Carrie Knudsen, we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. Tune in to The Truth Is Funny with Colette Steffen each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com. Welcome to Soul Activation Podcast, a world-class broadcast of insight and inspiration with the renowned healer and coach, Suzanne Alexandria. In this series, she dives deep into the magical sea of you, to the place in you that's ready to activate. Tune in live every second and fourth Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Stuck in a roundabout of dysfunction? Stop circling around difficult issues and find out what's been holding you back. Learn how to speak your truth to power with host Dr. Kathy O'Bear. Create real change with smart tools and smart strategies. No frills, no fluff, just life-changing conversations to help get you where you want to be. Extend your reach and become an agent for real change with Kathy O'Bear. For more information on Kathy and her work, please visit drkathyobear.com. That's drkathyobear.com. Tune in to the show Heart Change Consciousness with me, Dr. Trish DeRocher, as stories of inspired activism come to life. Listening to conversations with your favorite authors, change makers, and many more who practice inspired spiritual activism and transform vulnerabilities into sources of strength. Let's be inspired together through my show Heart change consciousness on transformationtalkradio.com. Hi, I'm Patricia McNair, host of Divine Guidance with Patricia, and I'm here to help you live a more authentic, spiritually connected life. Join me every first and third Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific on transformationtalkradio.com. Being who you are in everyday life is the key to unlocking soul wisdom within that our whole self already knows. Get ready to embrace your spiritual, mental, and emotional well-being, your whole being. Discover your gifts and strengthen your connection to spirit. We will explore earth guidance, divine truth, and love, past life lessons, and so much more. So listen in to Divine Guidance with Patricia and join in your personal adventure to triggering, opening, validating, and being all that you are. For more information about me, visit divineguidance.earth. Are you ready to let go of the I can'ts that are holding you down? Valerie Trujillo invites you to join her community on a mission to collectively heal as a tribe, where your vulnerability is heard and reciprocated. So tune in to Love and Light with the Crystal Blue Oracle every second and fourth Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. For more information about Valerie and her work, visit CrystalBlueOracle.com.
Thank you, Governor Inslee, and I apologize in advance for absolutely destroying what we call ourselves here in Washington State. Uh, Benny straightened me out right there during the break because <laughs> there is no art in Washington. Bad. Oh, my gosh. Carrie Knudsen joining me here today. Before we keep rolling, how do people find out about you? How can they work with you to get some coaching, some help, and especially what we're going to talk about next? And that is how to manage moods. That. <laughs> exactly. I wish I knew, right? No, um, you can get a hold of me through Knutson Speaks. That's K-N-U-T-S-O-N speaks.com. And I do a lot of presentations, like professional speaking, virtually and in person, which is really exciting on topics related to how we could show up better. A lot of things on emotional intelligence, self-care, resilience, um, transcending the unknown has been a popular topic since that's what we're in now, and also thriving through change. And um, people can also work with me uh, privately as a coach and um, get information that way. Everything is on the website at KnutsonSpeaks.com. Sweet. Look, one of the things that I know you are an expert in the field of, and that is emotional intelligence. And this is now the conversation I want to shift to right now. Um, and I want to talk about feelings. And we don't often talk about feelings, especially in our culture here, I mean, we have subcultures in the United States that do, you know, especially my family where I came from. I don't know how much we talked about emotions, but boy, did we show them, right? Um, but somewhere along the line, I changed. And, um, and I, I thought about this before talking to you today. You know, what are the things that have us look at the way we respond to the world? But more importantly, what goes on inside? You know, what is a mood? How is a mood? Uh, how does a mood come to be? What are the feelings that generate one mood or another? Let's talk about how some of these moods and emotions have literally come to the forefront for people that would tell you, Carrie, I've never cried so much mm -hmm. or I've never dot, dot, dot so much. Yes. What has this pandemic done? Yes, that's such a good question, Dr. Pat. And that's part of the struggle, right? How do I deal with all my emotions? Because it's enough time has passed. Like if you said, okay, if this lasted for a month, you wouldn't see anything like what we're seeing now that it's lasted a year and a month, right? The longer it goes on, the longer we endure, the longer we cope, the longer we deny, the longer we don't process, the longer whatever we're project our emotions on other people or things, the longer we do that without really diving deep and finding ways to process our emotions. That's why the buildup. And that's why you might see people like right now, like I, I feel like we see what this has done to bring out the best in people and the worst in people, because we, we are getting to the point where like how, if I haven't processed my feelings and emotions or even affirmed them, right. It's coming out in a lot of other ways, which might be my mood, right. Or what I'm, how I'm showing up. And it might be easier to be upset with other people and other things than it is to identify our own sadness and our own hurt around things. So that one may be projected out to like, well, my stupid work isn't letting me do this and, and things aren't right in my family because of this. And um, if only this person would do this, this would be okay. Or this can't happen because of them. Like externalizing everything is a really easy way, again, to project some of our emotions off onto others. When really what I think we're crying out for is a really honest self-assessment, right? Around what's going on with me. 
and I'll say this around emotions. A lot of people do fear emotions because a lot of people grew up in, in, a, in places where like, we don't talk about how we feel. We just move on. Like, it's not a question of how are you feeling? It's like, let's, we're just moving on to the next thing. You don't get to have feelings. Um, other people just aren't used to expressing them because they're supposed to be fine or good. Um, so if you're not fine or good, like you can be fine, good, happy, joyful, but if you're in any other category, upset, overwhelmed, frustrated, or sad, don't talk about it. Right. So that's how most of us like, it seems like you have those two options. Um, and I just, I always have to say this to people, you know, when someone says to you, if you're sad, don't be sad. Or if you're angry, like, wow, you're overreacting. Nobody's response is to be like, oh, you're right. I shouldn't be sad or, oh, you're right. I'm overreacting. It just pins us even more to be like, I'm, I'm, I'm mad for a reason. Right. So when we don't affirm what the feeling is, it just redirects in some other way. And so when I think it's important for people to think about feelings like this, I say feelings are like trying to hold water. You cannot hold the same feeling in the same way, just like you can't hold water in your hands. It goes through, right? So being scared of feelings is like being scared of the water in your hands. And it's, Feelings can't have the same intensity over time or the same impact. Like if you think about something you were mad about last week, you probably don't have the same intensity today. Same with something you were joyful about. Right. right? It, it just shifts. Right. So thinking about emotions and moods, it's so important to not judge emotions as good or bad. They just are. And sometimes when we are sad, there is a reason. So we're working. If something sad happened, now I'm sad. Um, something frustrated happened, I'm overwhelmed and frustrated. It means we're working, right? It doesn't mean we are those people. We are experiencing those emotions. And one of the best things we can do to cope with the struggle is recognize that the emotions are real, validate them ourselves and acknowledge them and get out of denial, right? And remember direction, like bring it in is what I say, like own some of that stuff and carry yeah. it a little bit, acknowledge it. You know, when I was doing organizational consulting work, I think you'll chuckle about this because you do this work. But when I was doing it on a regular basis, one of the things I would do to really flush out differences is I would take a, a segment, an episode of Saturday Night Live, and I would bring it in to the group. And I realized this weekend, I was watching Saturday Night Live with Carrie Mulligan, who was, of course, in the fantastic movie promising young women and uh and she was on the show and many people doesn't don't know she's got a british accent so you know when you see actors in a movie they don't have a british accent <laughs> they're playing like american people right um but i'm watching this and i'm i'm looking at saturday night live and i'm looking at some of the skits and i'm chuckling about them right a little bit but nobody else in the room is chuckling about them. And, you know, so you have to think about your emotions as your emotions or your reflection. And just because you see something funny in a Saturday Night Live skit, which some of those are hilarious to me, just, mm -hmm. just absolutely hilarious to me. And other people don't. It doesn't mean one person is right or one person is wrong. I just know that when I'm thinking, hey, let's have some fun, I'm not going to pick Saturday Night Live for my friends. I'm going to enjoy that Saturday Night Live for myself, right? Yes. I'm going to be like... <laughs> 
Right. That's, I, that's something for you that, you know, it's funny, you know, what affirms you and you, you bring up something so great is why do we have to have other people affirm our experiences for it to be real? Like if it's funny for you, can it just be funny? Same as if it's sad for you, you know, like, have you ever seen someone deal with something and you're like, God, they really overreacted, but to them, <laughs> That's their capacity at the moment, right? We tend to judge a lot of other people and then ourselves. And again, it's a big distraction from not only kind of really being in the moment, but also affirming ourselves. Yeah, like, It's okay to be mad right now. I, I'm, I'm frustrated and that's okay. I had to say that to myself, you know, my car broken down situation, <laughs> trying to get a new car was so frustrating. And I just had to say out loud, I am so frustrated right now. I am so frustrated about this whole process and I hate it. And I had to like do that. So I could like, I call it your raise your fist in the air moment. Yeah. 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 To, to then go to the next emotion, which is okay. What are we going to figure out about the car? Right. But I think like for you saying it doesn't have to, you don't need affirmation of other people to laugh at what you think is funny to have, have it be funny for you. Right. And that's important because you are directing that situation. Right. And you are affirming yourself and you are also finding something that connects with your need to have levity and humor and something that works for you. It shows that you know yourself, you're not looking for other people right. to affirm your experience and you're confident in yourself. And you realize that what sort of touches me in one way is not going to touch other people. You know, I have to tell you, I have since been educated enough about myself to know that I am different when it comes to my, then different from my my friends, the majority of my friends, when it comes to things like movies or television shows. I, I know enough of that now that I will never invite anybody ever again in my group to come over and watch The Matrix. I now know not to do, to do that. You some I'm not even time. talking about Matrix 4 that's coming out or any, I'm just like, it's like not even on the table, but I did slip and I did mention that I was really excited to watch, to watch. I think it's on HBO Max. I was really excited to watch Godzilla versus King Kong. And you could hear a pin drop when when I say, oh my God, the most exciting thing for me to now at night is I got to watch that. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about articulating feelings. And what is a word that if there was one word that we could caution you about using during a feelings conversation, what would that word be? We're going to give you a tip. It is an important one. I learned it the hard way. We'll be right back with Carrie Knudsen. Did you know that when we talk about the Earth's ecosystems, the most important ecosystem has been left out? You, we created the ecosystem approach to recapture human potential. Find us at theecosystemapproach.org. Join us every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time for the Ecosystem Approach Show with Jason and Patricia on TransformationTalkRadio.com. It's time to get your life back on Burn Bright Today with Jennifer Marcinelli. Tune in each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Learn to move from the darkness of burning out to the light of burning bright. Jennifer is redefining stress and the energetic causes of burnout, shining a light on process to get your life back. For more information about Jennifer and her work, visit burnbrighttoday.com. 
Learn how to lead a happier life on Miles to Go with Brittany Miles. How to lose to gain it all. Join Brittany every second and fourth Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Listen as coach and healer Brittany Miles shares stories that teach you about surrender. For more information about Brittany, MilesToGoCoaching.com. Optimize your breast cancer screening without any radiation or pain. Effective, sensitive, and widely used thermal imaging in Europe is now available to you here in the U.S. Using state-of-the-art FDA-approved camera, Eastside's first and only breast thermography clinic is now open in Bellevue. Safe, sensitive, low cost, no referrals needed. Contact Holistic Medical Center at 425-451-0404 or on the web, drdarvish.com. Tune into Three Things I've Learned with Susan Dolce every first and third Tuesday of the month at noon Pacific, 3 o'clock Eastern on Transformation Talk Radio. Join Susan and her guests as they share the stories that shift our souls about radical transformations, courageous breakthroughs, and life lessons. Three Things I've Learned with Susan Dolce. For more information, go to TransformationTalkRadio.com or visit Susan's website at SusanDolce.com. Creating and living the Octurne way, soul design for self-enlightenment and self-healing. Tune in to Transformation Talk Radio, the second and the fourth Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time with me, Vivian Chauvet. As we transcend the third dimensional plane of reality, we move into higher realms of existence. Let us reclaim our sovereignty as divine essence of light and unite our voices to successfully manifest ascension on earth. For information on our services, Copper Art Store, and to connect with me, visit infinitehealingfromthestars.com. That is infinitehealingfromthestars.com. Tune in to Transformation Talk Radio with me, Vivian Chauvet. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. We are so thrilled to have all of you tune us in. We're having so much fun. I don't know if Benny is sending out the signal on what we talk about during <laughs> the breaks, but boy, it is pretty fun. This is Get Big Out Loud with Carrie Knutson, and I'm Dr. Pat. I get to do the show. We're talking about the struggle is real, and we're talking about, you know, what it is that helps us be in that place where we can manage our emotions, our moods, or better yet, transmute them. And what things trigger us. Before the break, Carrie, um, I was saying, what is that one word? But before we get to that, give out your website again, if you could, so people know how to get a hold of you. Sure, it's Knutson Speaks, K-N-U-T-S-O-N Speaks.com. And that's how you can find out about presentations, coaching, and maybe the return of my one-woman show when theaters open up. That's my other excitement, maybe. So yeah, you can find out all about me at KnutsonSpeaks.com. Okay, I was saying that during the pandemic, we have seen the rise in certain language. I'm not going to mention what language that is that I cannot say on the show, but we know that that word jumped up. But outside of that, just in dialogue and people that are communicating about their emotions, there is a word that will just put fire in the eyes of the person that is being asked this question more than I think any other word. And that is why. 
why do you like Saturday Night Live? Why are you complaining about getting your car tire thingy done? Why would you wonder about that when you're not experiencing it? Why do you have to watch Godzilla and King Kong at 10 o'clock at night to go to sleep, Pat? What do you think about that Y word? It's Why? a great acronym, too. Ooh, it's a what? It's a great acronym, which I can't say on the show, but, but that oh, I know People will be wondering about it, right? Well, I what do you think why, about that? Well, why? That's a really good question. What happens when we put a why onto something? Why do you feel that way? It's like a justification. And what it does, it minimizes feelings just come to us. And trying to rationalize them or justify them is essentially a disservice to, it's really, I think of it, our emotions as an internal compass, right? It just works. So we don't put in a compass north and be like, well, why is that north? It's because it is. <laughs> and you don't look at the compass and be like, I don't know. I think it might be northwest. But then, no, the compass says north, right? So when you think about your emotions as an internal compass, you don't ask why the first thing or when some of you are talking to someone, why do you feel that way? Unless it's like, tell me more. I would say, tell me more about what that looks like for you. Tell me more how you're experiencing frustration or overwhelm, like whatever the word is. Sometimes they'll say, tell me more, but not why. Because why makes us justify ourselves. And the whole idea of why invites judgment and it also keeps us in the struggle. And when we're, the thing that I, you know, we're talking about today is the struggle is real, staying in denial or in secret about our emotions. Like I better not tell people that I'm struggling because I have to have a facade that I'm okay. Or I can't talk about being sad about this trivial item like, let's just say, for example, like my daughter couldn't have her birthday party and she was so upset and she was crying about it. And I was like, I was like trying to calm her. And then at the same time, I had my car situation happening. And then a bad thing at work happened um, with a student that we had to deal with that I was overwhelmed with. And then I was trying to think of in the ranges of what's bad, like, why am I frustrated right now? <laughs> right. And does she get to be sad about her birthday party at the same time I'm upset about my car and then this thing at work? Like, yes, yes. Right. And imagine diminishing my daughter and saying, well, you should just be happy. We're all healthy. And daddy and I have jobs. You'll get another birthday party next year. Right. You know what I mean? You can't say that she's in that moment. That's really real. The disappointment is real. So whenever you think about the emotion you have, instead of saying the struggle is real, I say the disappointment is real. The anger is real. The sadness is real. The guilt is real, whatever it is. And when you put why, it's like squishing it. It's like squishing down the little emotion that's just trying to share itself. And again, that's like your internal compass, right? You can't why the compass. It just is, yeah. right? That's like feelings just are. Why crushes that? And I think staying away from that, if yeah. you do have questions about someone or even yourself, Tell me more about that. Show me how that feels to you. Explain. Sometimes I say, if it were a color, what would it look like? If it were an object, what would it be? Like, talk about more about what it is. Don't deny or diminish yeah. it by using why. And, you know, here's the thing to why. If you don't really want to know how another person feels, don't bother with asking them to tell you more. Mm -hmm. Don't bother. You know, say something affirming if you can figure that out. The other thing that, you know, we're learning from this pandemic about why is instead of asking why, it's okay to say, wow, Pat, I did not see a single funny thing 
in that one hour thing, SNL, that you made me sit through here tonight. <laughs> Not even the singer at the end. And tell me about why he was wearing a dress. And I said, you know what? I don't have enough time in my night left to explain who that fabulous artist is. But you can say you don't agree. Yes. Oh, you're totally. Like, or I like, don't understand. I don't, if someone's really like, do you understand how I feel? I think it's okay. Like, I don't understand, but I can see how you might feel that way. Like, I don't personally see it yes, that way. Yes, or I have a different yes, experience with yes. that. Also, to be able to say it's okay to disagree or to not see things the same way. It's perspective. It's opinion, but it's also the idea of, can I be with you? And can like, say like, I'm on the other side. Like, I don't know Saturday night live. And let's say I didn't like it or whatever. And I had that whole experience with you, but then do I now judge you? (laughs) Like, does that have to cross over or can you be you and I be me and two concurrent worlds where we don't enjoy the same things and don't find kind of get what we need from that yeah. and it's still okay. And that's again, the dualistic thinking that traps us. Yes, no, right, wrong, good, bad, agree, disagree, or be. <laughs> and this is the level right here, this one thing I wanna to say to everybody, this is the level of mastery on this one thing that the pandemic is calling us to be experts at. This right here, is allowing you to be you and me to be me because right now you ain't going to be able to get up and run to your job 50 miles away. You're going to have to sit in the same room. What can we do to allow me to be me, you to be you and allow some room for us to get to know each other better? Oh, that's such, that's beautiful. And that's, such a great way to think about like moving forward through the struggle, not from the struggle, but through, sometimes I say the only way out is through. Wow. And part of that is we need each other. We cannot isolate or be with only people who think and act like us and think that's okay. And everyone else is the other. We are connected and it's mm-hmm. undeniable. And I think the pandemic has just brought that straight out onto front and center stage, right? So this is an opportunity through the struggle, right? And that's what I meant when people who have a different experience right now, based on a lot of things, right? Race, socioeconomic class, gender, job opportunities, where they live, right? Like all those things have changed. But the point is, can I still see you? Can I recognize you? Even if I can't understand it, can I have empathy and compassion for your experience? Can I also not diminish my experience at the expense of yours, right? Like that whole thing. And so those are the grappling with the complexities of life. But the big thing I think we, that you get us through the struggle, become conscious. You have been listening to Get Big Out Loud Radio, where we explore the complex, funny, and beautiful ride of life with me, Carrie Knutson, joining Dr. Pat live every second Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific on transformationtalkradio.com. I will help you to know which thoughts are keeping you small in order for you to get big. Get big and live your life out loud. For more information, visit KnutsonSpeaks.com.